Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Kurt offers securities through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. And advisory services through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc. A registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Centennial Capital Partners are not affiliated. What a crazy morning. There's a reason that the betting odds were around 60-40. This thing is so tight. So, so tight. I will tell you right now on state-by-state betting odds, Georgia is leaning just slightly Republican. If that holds, President Trump will need to win Pennsylvania, where there still remains a lot of vote to be counted. They are going to be slow, and although on paper President Trump has a large lead, a huge percentage of the vote still to be counted are going to be Democratic votes. They are around Philadelphia, in the city, and in the suburbs. And, you know, if President, if Joe Biden needs to win, you know, 70 to 75% of the remaining votes in Pennsylvania, uh, don't be sure that he can't do it because of where the votes remain. That would mean, as caller Craig said before, if you think that Trump is so okay let me back this up now that wouldn't if Trump wins Pennsylvania which is no sure thing at this point then he would need either Arizona Michigan Wisconsin or Minnesota all of which look like they're going Biden's way right now uh, Minnesota is a lock but it's also possible that if somehow Nevada flipped that Trump could win that way The other thing that is very important for the conversation that we're going to have now with Kurt Campier is it appears that Republicans will keep control of the Senate. In betting odds, control of the Senate right now is 88% Republican, a really, really massive change. From just a couple of days ago, in fact, let me just see the seven-day thing, or uh, let's say uh, two days ago, three days ago, October 31st, betting odds, Democrats had an 18-point advantage on Republicans. It was 61 to 43 on Democrats taking the Senate. Right now, it appears almost certain that Republicans will keep the Senate, and that is very important, very important. For the conversation we're going to have now with our friend and morning show partner, Kurt Cambier of Centennial Capital Partners. He's usually on a little bit earlier in the show when we have a shorter time. I wanted to be able to talk to talk to him for, for longer. So, Kurt, I'm sure you're obviously you're well aware of this, but just for listeners who are joining now, we've got a fairly decent uptick in stock index futures right now. Not massive, but about one and a third percent. The other side of it, though, that is really, really interesting to me, and I think I understand it, but I want to get your take, a huge drop in the U.S. 10-year note yield from 0.88 
percent to 0.77 percent. It's one of the biggest single day drops in yield in months. So with that long introduction, Kurt Cambier of Centennial Capital Partners, what are you thinking about this morning? Well, I think it, uh, it, it it's a wild outcome and it's not done yet. So there'll be a lot of volatility on both sides, whether it be the S&P 500 or whether it be in the treasuries, but uh, the treasuries are probably moving because there's there's going to be uh, uh, some somewhat of uncertainty that takes place in the transfer of government, but also likely some additional spending when this thing gets past it. So that, and that's also probably driving the uh, the uh, stock market itself up, and it's usually it's being run a little bit right now by technology, which tends to be mm-hmm. a bit more consistent on its overall return, but. You know, it, it split government is the best, and you said it. It's the best that you don't have both situations. You don't want full government because the returns in the markets are best when the government is split. Because the way I would describe the markets is like playing a game of Monopoly. When you pass go and you're given your 200 bucks and the banker changes the rules every time you go past go, mm-hmm. you're not going to buy a railroad. You're going to sit on your cash. Yeah, But if the rules are known, and the rules will be known, that's really what's going to drive the S&P, if it holds as it is, whether it's Trump or Biden, really doesn't make that big a difference. The Senate does make a difference. And if if it holds, that's a very bullish pattern for the markets because all these things that the market had feared, higher corporate taxes, higher personal taxes, more regulation, aren't going to happen. And right. uh, that's, a, that's a really nice signal. So... You know, I, I think in here what we have to remember is where we're at. And I've been reading a ton of great articles. I mean, I've got one that's called the Roaring Twenties Redux. Um, in other words, we have such pent-up demand and so much cash on the sidelines. A, a great piece for us to look up is, uh, is a piece called The Forgotten One Trillion Supporting the Economy by University of Oregon economist Tim Doy, D-U-Y. He says that that $1 trillion of cash sitting on the sidelines in consumers' hands mm-hmm. is going to add $78 billion of additional spending per month next year into the U.S. economy. That wow. is ginormous. So yeah. very bullish signals here. Yeah, I, I think, putting aside what anybody thinks exactly about President Trump, there is an argument to be made especially when it comes to how many people feel about the federal government's response to coronavirus and a couple other things, like maybe Trump's personality. There is an, there is an argument to be made that, um, that the outcome that we might be looking at right now with a President Biden um, and a Republican Senate might be the best thing for the country. Um, I, I would note that as we're talking, and I imagine this has to do with the states in the upper Midwest, but as we're talking on at least one betting site, President Trump's odds of winning have plunged in the last few minutes from 30% to 15% just in the last few minutes. Um, I'll have to figure out why. I, I want to go back to the 10-year note thing because I'm going to slightly disagree with you. Um I think that the reason the 10-year note yield is down so much is that a Biden presidency and a Republican Senate massively diminishes the chance of a big coronavirus relief bill. 
Um, well, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay, so I just, maybe I heard you wrong, because you said, you know, there'll be more spending. I, I think there will be oh. less spending. I think I think President Trump is a really, really big spender. And, and of course, Joe Biden is a bigger spender, but when you've got a Republican president and a Republican Senate, sometimes the Republican senators will go along with the Republican Senate uh, president to spend money in ways that they will not go along with a Democratic president. What do you think? No, I think that's true. And, and, and what I meant by the, uh, the the spending is, you know, they, I think everyone kind of stood on the sidelines, especially the Democrats, thinking they were going to win everything and they could get their big package through. And you're right. That's the reason why the Treasury is moving in a certain direction. But mm-hmm. what I meant by spending is once we get past this and it settles, there will be a relief package again. And so I wouldn't necessarily bank really hard in the movement of the 10-year note right now because right. – the two sides will come together and pass another two or three trillion dollars in spending on the coronavirus once we get past this. So it will it will stabilize it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's uh, the Senate's the most important thing. Yeah. And uh, and you know it 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 for me the presidency was always about the Supreme Court and uh, Trump got three mm-hmm. Supreme Court nominees in and. And and at this point, it doesn't look like there's going to be anybody else uh, vacating a seat anytime soon. And so I think that uh, that becomes a, a a very strong point. And you know the 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 gov the month the the economy does the best when there's split government. In 1997, we had a Democrat White House, but a Republic, Republican-controlled Senate and House. And the S and P was up 33 percent. Yeah. In 2013, we had a Democrat White House and a Republican. House, I mean that House and and a Democrat Senate, and the market went up thirty two percent. So it is knowing the rules of the game makes a big big difference. And and I think on the regulatory front, so there's really interesting points that you're leading us toward here. So I, one thing I I want folks to remember is that most regulation is done under laws that already exist. Every once in a while, Congress passes some new huge regulatory thing. But most regulation, federal regulation, there's already laws on the books that allow it. So if Biden is president and he starts naming, I mean, think about this. Elizabeth Warren is gunning to be secretary of the treasury. What if Bernie Sanders, I'm not saying this is highly likely, but what if Bernie Sanders became Secretary of Labor? You know, these are the kinds of people that Joe Biden might put into place, and they will use whatever levers of regulatory power they can to, they wouldn't put it this way, but I will, to hurt business um, and to boost unions as well, which is kind of the same as hurting business. But they cannot raise taxes, repeal the Trump tax reform or do any or or admit Washington DC or Puerto Rico as states or in the legislative filibuster in the Senate if if Republicans have control of the Senate. So they can do some harm, but probably only 20% of the harm that they could or would have done if they also had the Senate. Well, the important thing there too is the, there's another election coming in two years, and um, and the House becomes much more up for grabs, and you've got to be yeah. careful if you go too far. So I think there's enough level heads on the Democratic side, um, 
that that stuff probably won't happen. But if it did, they'll be done in two years, and it'll be it'll be a red wave that would come. So, you know, I, I think people have to look and keep their their eye on the ball. I mean, it, if you know, I've got some charts here, are pretty cool. One shows that if you invested ten thousand dollars in nineteen forty nine, and you only invested when the Republicans were in charge, or on the reverse side of that, you only invested when the Democrats in charge. That ten thousand grows to somewhere around one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, depending upon which party. And the Democrats actually performed a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But if you stayed invested during both parties are in charge of the White House, the charge of government essentially, that ten thousand grew to two point three million. Yeah. And Charlie Munger had a great statement on that. He says the key to compounding is to never interrupt it. So mm-hmm. we like to play a lot about politics and how it's going to affect the economy, how it's going to affect the markets. The reality is markets make adjustments, and and the long-term averages are in your favor if you're an investor. You know, when we were going through that huge market sell-off because of COVID some months ago, a listener emailed me and said, Ross, are you getting out of the market? You know, do you think? You know, are you thinking about that? And it was funny because I I said to him, not only am I not getting out of the market, it never occurred to me. <laughs> it 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 yeah. never crossed. And and I and what I said to him was, it doesn't mean that I think the market is always going to go up. There are plenty of reasons at plenty of times when the market can go down, including that the market can go down a lot. But I just don't think I'm the guy who is going to be able to know when those turns are going to happen. And most people who try, if even if they're not financial market professionals like you or me, most people who, I mean, especially if they're not, get the timing wrong. And people get really emotional and they sell at the bottom and they buy at the top. And I just, for my own personal investing, I don't believe in timing the market. Yeah, it's very hard to do. I mean, you can certainly take risk off and and be more defensive positions and hold more defensive uh, stocks and or bonds in, in a market that looks a little risky. Mm-hmm. However, getting getting out of the market and going to cash has right. never been a good idea. That's what he you meant. Right twice. Yeah, yeah, that's what he meant. And, going and to that, cash. Yeah, and that and that's a tough thing. If you if you look at you know Warren Buffett is an example. He's been investing for seventy five years. When he was 65, he was worth 1.8 billion. Today, he's worth somewhere around 84 to 85 billion. That's the magic of compounding over an extended time period. Think about that. 65, he came eligible for Social Security. 90% of his wealth, more than 90%, happened after he became eligible for Social Security. And that's the key mm-hmm. to growing money mm-hmm. is time and compounding. Yeah. So, uh, Kurt, if it stays as the betting odds have it now, and there's not a sure thing, right? You know, we're right now betting odds are something like 80-20, right? 80% Biden, 20% for Trump. No- normally, this amount of time after election night, no- we know the answer. So 80-20 might sound like a, like a lot, but normally by now it's 99-1. So um, it's still kind of up in the air. If it if it stays like this, 
Um, how do you feel overall about the investing climate going forward? I have probably never been more bullish in my entire lifetime than I am today as I sit here right now. And, wow. and, I, and I mean that past performance has no guarantee of future results. But if you look at all the cash that's in the sidelines, you look at the innovation that's coming in technology, whether it be 5G or other, you look at a housing boom that has to happen. You look at all these things. You look at that $78 billion a month of extra spending. There's pent-up demand. People are tired of all this. And I realize it's a tough time period we're going to go through. Mm-hmm. But when we get on the other side, Katie barred the door because the bulls are going to be running. Yeah. I love that optimism, and I'm inclined to agree with it. Uh, I will say, uh, the risk of annoying some Trump fans, even though I voted for the guy, that if you look at what's going on right now, um, in terms of what it means for markets and you're investing in, in, and for the world, probably, um, Republicans keeping the Senate is arguably more important than losing the White House, even though it doesn't feel good if you're a Republican or a Trump supporter. Republicans keeping the Senate is the most important outcome from last night. I'll give you the last 30 seconds. I agree with that 100%. The divided government, knowing the rules of the game when either side can't go too far, allows people to make investment decisions because they can see the future. So 100% agree. Folks, if you want to sit down with Kurt Cambier, and the conversation is not going to be all about politics because this election is going to be done, and then we're going to have what we have, and then you got to think about what comes next. And Kurt is always thinking about what comes next. You perhaps want to have Kurt as your as your financial coach, I like to call him. Uh, you can check out the website at KurtCambier.com. You can ask him questions through the website. He answers them personally. You can call him and make an appointment and won't cost you anything to sit down with Kurt and see if it makes sense to work together. Kurt, if folks want to call you, what's the phone number? 303-584-1161. Give me a call. I'd love to chat. Kurt, thanks for the extended conversation today. Really appreciate it and helps to keep us all a little grounded. There you go. Have a good day. Okay. Appreciate it. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.